It's time to unleash you at Kangan Institute. Enroll now. Kangan.edu.au. RTO 3077. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Uh, day three of the NBA season uh, is happening as we speak, and the Lakers are playing the Suns. Uh, the Suns leading 30 to 18. Uh, just a couple of seconds left to go in the first quarter. The earlier game today saw a thriller. The Bucks got over the 76ers by a point, 118 to 117. Uh, Benjamin Kadane, the NBA writer for Sporting News Australia, was over there last year covering uh, all the action. Uh, one of the best NBA writers in the country. And we got our first look at the unicorn that is the number one draft pick, Victor Wembanyama. Uh, in action for the San Antonio Spurs yesterday uh, as they lost to the Dallas Mavericks, 126-119. to But Benjamin's been good enough to jump on the line. Benjamin, hello. Thanks for having us, mate. How you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. So what did you make? We've been the, – the, the preseason did a great job of highlighting and especially that little package of what Victor Wembanyama brought up uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we got to see every sort of little piece that he brought to the table in – which is what just an extraordinary physical specimen given his height, but his athleticism and his skill. And it was all there for us to see. But when the whips got cracking, what did you make of his first outing? Yeah, I mean, look, it takes a lot to look gigantic in the NBA. And uh, Wembenyama was uh, was towering over a lot of people uh, in that game yesterday. But it did take him some time to, to get going, you know, battling foul trouble. I think the physicality uh, of the Mavs, you know, he, he definitely did struggle with a little bit. But once he settled into the game and, and that fourth quarter came around, uh, and he sort of stepped in and, and, and was, you know, dunking the ball, getting to the rim and not settling for three-pointers. We really got a glimpse uh, in that fourth quarter of just just the sheer potential this kid has. And, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, you know, this isn't the summer league team that he, you know, had the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, this was that next level. So him just trying to find his spots and, uh, and you know, create some offense and, and finish off plays from other guys. I, I liked what I saw from him. It was just a small sample size, but, uh, geez, the, uh, the potential of this kid you know, really could be uh, something else. The, the pressure is going to be on him every night, which is probably not fair, but uh, he looks uh, he looks pretty incredible. Seems to be okay with all of that, though. He's fantastic with the media. I think he's even made the point of saying that he wa- that's an area that he wants to really be generous and and um, and giving of himself to the, the media rather than to be truculent and standoffish. So he takes that part and that responsibility pretty seriously, which is great to see. Um, what what are reasonable expectations for us to have on on a guy who seems to, you know, every now and then we get a player comes along that doesn't really look like anyone else. But I mean, LeBron wasn't really like anybody else, given what he could do at the size that he was. Bit different, we know. But he's one example. Magic Johnson was another that well, you know, point guards aren't supposed to be like that. So, what is a reasonable expectation to have on him, given he's something that we haven't really seen before? Yeah, look, you, you, you nailed it. It's, it's the LeBron James effect. That Zion Williamson was another guy that came in, you know, someone that we hadn't really seen before with, with these kind of sky-high expectations. But it, it is a little tougher for a big man. Big men tend to take their time to, to mm. settle into the league. But this kid has played, you know, three, four seasons of professional basketball in France. It really does seem like he's kind of ready for this moment. Like, you know, the last 12 months, the hype was all sort of building up. But in terms of the, you know, the pressure, it looks like it's not really going to get to him because this is, exactly where he wants to be and exactly where he knew uh, he would be. And I think being in the San Antonio Spurs organization is really the perfect place for him, just in terms of tempering those expectations, not relying on him to go out there and win games every night. This is still a very much developing, building young team. So 
in terms of the pressure, I think a lot of that's going to come externally uh, because the Spurs know what they're doing you know, with, with, with young guys, with big men. We've seen it in the past with Tim Duncan, David Robinson. He's in pretty safe hands there in San Antonio. But I, I think every time he plays, we're going to see one of those. Did he really just do that kind of plays, which is yeah. you know, great for the league and, and great for the Spurs? Um, you don't really read too much into sort of the first couple of weeks results uh, in the start of what is a very long NBA season. So let's focus on what the Aussies are doing. It could be anywhere from, I think it's around 10 to 13 players because we've got a few that are looking for new homes who were cut on the eve of the season. But just give us um, a couple of headlines from from an Australian NBA player uh, perspective. Benyam, how did we go yesterday, our Aussies in action? Yeah, look, it was a bit of a mixed bag you know, for the Aussie guys. I mean, o- opening day uh, for the Thunder, Josh Giddy, you know, that team looks really, really fun and really exciting. And mm. you know, he's, he's only going to get better with this team. This team, I think, you know, is maybe going to catch a few people by surprise if they didn't already do that uh, last season. When now they've got Chet Holmgren back in that uh, that lineup, and you know they're going to have to share the ball a lot more. But uh, you know, luckily that's uh, that's Josh's specialty. So pretty much uh, as expected from uh, from Giddy. Ben Simmons back out on the floor for the Brooklyn Nets. Firstly, just great to see him back out on the court again, eating up rebounds, dishing the dishing the rock to his teammates. Didn't quite have the same impact, you know, offensively scoring the ball, but you know, great to just see him back out on the floor after you know what's nearly been uh, a year for him. Yeah, he had 10 rebounds, 9 assists and the 4 points, but seemed more aggressive in the way in which he wanted to play. There seemed to be a bit more urgency about the way he was going about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that is just health. I mean, last year, last season rather, he was battling with the back injury, knee injury, and he wasn't really just moving as freely as we've seen him in the past. But, you know, yesterday, he really did look like the old Ben Simmons in terms of, you know, being intentional, going to the rim, trying to look for contact you know, finishing off, you know, some alley-oops and, and really being aggressive. So I think from a confidence standpoint, he'll be happy to have that one uh, in the books. And, and also Josh Green, speaking of Wemben Yam, he made a nice impact uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. I thought he might have worked his way uh, into the starting lineup. Uh, but when he was on the court, you know, he really did make a difference on both ends of the floor, you know, shooting the three ball well and also making some big, uh, big stops defensively. Uh, and you mentioned the guys, you know, that maybe on the periphery. We saw Duop Reith waved by the Portland Trailblazers. He signed a two-way contract with them, so you know he's probably going to spend his time mostly in the G League. But he can play up to 50 games uh, on the NBA roster. But that might be a little tough now. They've got DeAndre Ayton and Robert Williams. That lineup is looking a little different for the Blazers. But I, I think the Blazers like to upbreed, like what he did for them uh, in summer league, and you know he, he impressed with them in the in the few games that he has played there. So he's going to be an interesting one to watch. The other two to keep an eye on uh, that are looking for new homes: Jack White, waived by the Thunder, and uh, and Xavier Cooks. Uh, by the Washington Wizards, where they end up, maybe that's back in the NBL. Another NBA team could still pick those guys up, but if they do end up back in the NBL, uh, I don't think they'll be short of suitors. Rather, I think there's a lot of teams that'll be circling, hoping they can uh, get them back down under. Um, what would be for those who are big fans of Paddy Mills, and we all are, and um, we love what he's done uh, from an Australian basketball point of view, but his record over in the US is really, really impressive, um, and and nothing to be sneezed at. He's an NBA champion, but He's been such a consistent scorer and a three-point shooter for a long time. Uh, ran out of minutes in Brooklyn. Should we expect him to play much at Atlanta? I noticed that he didn't get any game time yesterday. Yeah, DMP for Paddy in uh, in yesterday's game. That's a, that's an interesting situation uh, for him. He's obviously behind Trey Young uh, in Atlanta, who's, who's obviously one of the best point guards uh, in the league. So finding minutes on that roster, I think, is going to be a little tough for Paddy. But you know, for him, he's an experienced guy, a veteran guy, uh, and that's the kind of thing that I think the Hawks. You know, wanted to get a guy like Paddy Mills in, who's kind of seen every situation uh, in the NBA, and really the same as we saw last season in Brooklyn. 
he kind of is just a plug and play guy. You can throw him in. He stays ready, and and, and you know it's a known quantity what, what you're going to get with Paddy Mills. But I do think you know he will be able to contribute to that team. They you know, obviously want to get back to you know being near the top of the the Eastern Conference. I don't know that they have that strong a roster to do that this season, but I'm confident we will see some Paddy Mills court time on this uh, on this Hawks team. It's just tough with uh, with Trey Young. They kind of do overlap as uh, as undersized guards. Uh, ben, you're always a pleasure, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, mate. Benjamin Kadana, NBA writer for Sporting News Australia. Uh, Joe Ingles didn't have any points, but had five assists in his 18 minutes yesterday for the Magic and six points and five rebounds for Dyson Daniels. Bendigo boy with the New Orleans Pelicans. That's your NBA update. Uh, we'll ke- go through some of your text after I gave some thoughts about what West Coast should or shouldn't be doing with pick number one in this year's draft. We'll do that next on uh, Dwayne's World for Kangan Institute. Unleash you at Kangan Institute. Enroll now.